Welcome to Fat Pile Friday on Chewing the Fat. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. Let's start out with the way things are here in America today. Let's say you are the owner of a life-size replica of what you believe what you believe is a life-size replica of Noah's Ark. And you built this in northern Kentucky. And you have called it the Ark Encounter. The Ark Encounter. What was the Ark built for? What was the Ark built for? Anybody? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. What was there? Oh, I know, because it was going to rain a lot. And there was going to be all kinds of water. And then the, the Ark would float. Right? So... In 2016, they unveiled the 510-foot-long model of Noah's Ark, the Ark Encounter. Again, how things are here in the world today. The owners of Ark Encounter, the life-size replica of Noah's Ark, are now suing their insurance company for rain damage. Let that sink in for just a second. The people who built the Ark are suing for rain damage. For some reason, I get a rim shot on that. I like it. business uh, future business here in america where things are headed we see that uh, we know that uh, you know if you built an ark you could sue now for rain damage it's unbelievable to me but uh are you familiar with dyson vacuum cleaners uh you know i mean the world's best vacuum cleaner according to mr dyson and uh you know they're expensive and of course you know like my father always said only cost a nickel more to go first class always want to buy the best always want to be the best uh he has now uh come on board He's tired of people bugging him and looking at the electrical industry saying, you know what, I've created this created this vacuum cleaner. It's a beautiful thing. It picks up dirt like every other vacuum cleaner on the planet, except this one works great, and it doesn't have a lot of noise in it. It's flexible. It turns around, does things that other vacuum cleaners can't do. Did I ever tell you, I used to sell, well, I never sold vacuum cleaners. I sold compact cleaning systems. Because what do you have in a vacuum? Nothing, of course. Duh. So what are you picking up with a vacuum? Nothing. But uh, with the compact cleaning system, we can get this house immaculate. I'll trade this old vacuum in. Let me show you how good it works. Anyway, the uh, so he believes now that he's going to uh, create an electric vehicle. He's going after Tesla. He's going after all of them. We're gonna, you're gonna be driving the Dyson. I mean, better sweep up my garage at the same time. I'll tell you that. I mean, good luck for him. He's, I mean, look at this guy's a billionaire from vacuum cleaners. Bless his heart. If he wants to start making electric cars, go for it. He is walking into a "this car sucks" mentality for everybody. I don't get a rim. Sh- I mean, you don't give yourself a rim shot. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry, wait, my wait, bad. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, don't steal my lines because I was I was just about to say that. <laughs> wow. 
I was just about to say, wow, he's walking into that car sucks mentality forever. Sorry, you don't get one. No, what? sorry. This is my show. I want a rim shot. Original jokes only. Rim shot. Let me tell you about, uh, this is an idea, another idea that we should have come up with. I'm so mad at my wife right now, I cannot tell you. And not because I have to buy a new car. And she told me about the other one. Uh, but this Michael D'Agostino uh, has now started an idea that is, why did my wife start this? It's an Airbnb of camping. Now, my wife is, you know, it scouts, she camps all the time. She's going camping. That's what we had to unload the stupid car with because of the accident because you had it full of camping crap. I was forced to camp as a child. I refuse. I refuse. I'm not a level uh, two star. Anything, anything two star or below, that's camping. Okay. And I don't even want to do that. I'm like, three star and up is where I'm staying. But if I have to stay at a two or below, I consider it camping. Yes, we're camping. So this guy has now got his, uh, he, he camps and he gets mad. He and his wife a few years ago, he camps and he gets mad because he and his wife are camping and some Wiccans are out there doing their na- their beautiful witch dances and naked witches are running around crazy and he gets all he gets all wound up and decides, well, I can't even come camping anymore. Parks are just so, okay, Mr. Snorty Snorty. Okay. So naked witches are bothering you. I got it. So. He says, you know, campground system hasn't changed much since the Civil War, which he's right. And, you know, it's largely it's run by the government, you know, no technology. And uh, he thinks, what a great idea to start his uh, camping business. I mean, now, and he's now 35 states. He has campsites in 35 states, 550 signature sites. They feature canvas wall-tented platform with a queen-size cot or bunk bed, sun shower, camp toilet, wood stove, as well as a grill, Adirondack chairs, a fire pit, a picnic table. They have 90 backcountry sites, which require campers to bring their own tents. He's the Uber of camping, Tenter, T-E-N-T-R-R. Why did not my wife think of this idea? Do you, sw- do you swipe left or right on the site? On Tenter? Yeah, you, sw- you swipe left. Do you meet up in the you woods? Is that left. what Tinter is? Ooh, I like that idea though. That makes me like this even more. I mean, I'm even. I think I'm even more mad at my wife right now for thinking, not thinking of this idea. Holy cow! Now there's a lady in Florida. As long as we're on people making business ideas that are that I should have had, that are a million dollar ideas. There's a lady in Florida that uh, her tween daughter, we call her tween daughter, uh, apparently has big feet. I don't, I'm not making fun of the kid. Don't look at me like that. Like I'm making fun of this lady's daughter having big feet, but she had a tough time finding her daughter's shoes. Her 11 year old daughter had, you know, big feet and they couldn't find shoes that were, you know, kid shoes, you know, footwear that's, that's modern. It looks good. It was all just functional, you know, big, big woman shoes. She couldn't find anything that were worth, you know, the kids wanted. So she comes up and starts making her own. And now, I mean, seriously, I am like the, I'm one of the few people in America. This is a fast thinking about this today, uh, this morning. Well, it was, I've been, I've been uh, doing Pat's show with Pat the last couple of days and tomorrow's the last day for a while. And I, and I, I love working with Pat, but I was thinking about this. I'm probably the only person in America 
broadcasting. A network that it's okay to call fat. I mean, okay, so sure, I call myself fat and the show is chewing the fat and my face is on a steak. Okay, and oh, by the way, why isn't Omaha Steaks a sponsor of this program? My face is on one of your steaks. It should be a sponsor of this broadcast. They're sponsoring this network. Omaha Steaks, I hear them on Buck Sexton on Premier. I hear them on Glenn Beck on Premier. Okay, so maybe they're you know advertising on Premier. Maybe that's the kick. But they should be advertising on Chewing the Fat. You just don't have enough subscribers. I'm How sorry. Much? Chris isn't here. Did I mention that? And uh, sometimes the new people just think they can chime in anything when they want to say things. So just know. Know, know that that's not the case anymore. So no, I know that's why. I got it. Thank you. I appreciate the reminder. But I would do the sell. I would sell for them hard, man. They, I, there's, I would do go all out for Omaha Steaks. I was looking at some of their deals today. I, I'm, I may be ordering some soon. Uh, it looks well worth the deal. And you can use offer code Beck. By the way, get you another percentage off. Is that just a commercial for them? Anyway, so this lady comes up with an idea for you know the big kids' fit shoes, million dollar idea, fat kid shoes. Are you kidding me? Why isn't this? That's a million dollar idea, fat kid shoes. I mean, she's not. Really calling them fat kids shoes. <laughs> Ugly big feet shoes. She's not calling them that. She's just calling them Hannah's shoe box. But that's what it is. It's a big feet, big kid, fat kid, million dollar idea. It's going to be huge. Going to be huge. She's partnering up with all these other people. She's out of Tampa Bay. I mean, good for her. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations are in order as well, as a matter of fact. Uh, this isn't a business, although I guess you could turn it into one if you could get sponsors. I didn't realize that this was an actual sport, but I missed, because I missed the championship. They had the uh, 16th, 16th world championship of toe wrestling. I know, I know. Alan Nasty Nash was crowned the toe wrestling world champion in Wetton, England, taking home his 16th title. He's the guy. He's the guy. That I mean, that's amazing. The world championships, uh, oh, they began in 76. This is his 16th. Wow. Amazing. Now, according to Alan Nasty Nash, uh, Some of his competitors are going up against him with their toenails removed. He's wrestling. I don't know if you, I don't think that should be illegal. All right, the toe wrestlers are removing their their toenails. And when you look at the fight, there's a video of it, and I, I could show it to you, but you know, there's no place for you to see it. The um, and I say that just because there's no place for you to see it. I look at the camera every day. I stay here. There's the cameras in this room. I look right at you directly when I want you to know something directly coming from me, and. You don't see it, but I know that I did it to you, so I feel better about myself. It looks more like a foot wrestling than a toe wrestling because they put you inside a little a little designated area and you lock up your toes with with your the guy person that you're going up against, and you try to get the other person over to the other side of the of the space so that their foot hits the the wall of the other side of the space. 
And so it's more like kind of more like more foot wrestling, but I guess you can only do it. You probably can't lift your heel. I was watching them. You can't lift your heel. So you just got to use the top of your foot, but I'm not doing that. I got this thing with just leave it at that. I got this thing, but congratulations to Alan nasty Nash. So how, how is that configured? Is there like a box with two glory holes on either side of it? And you just put your foot in there and guess, don't give me that look. It's a real question. Um, no, it's sitting on a it's sitting on a board. You're outside, and it's sitting on what looks to be a mini surfboard. Which is, as put a picture in your head. I'm sure it's not a surfboard, but it just looks appears like a mini surfboard with two little walls in the middle. So your your feet would go in the in between these two walls. And I'm pretty sure, and I look, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure the Toe Wrestling Federation doesn't call them glory holes. But <laughs> so, and then you you have your feet in. In between that, do they have like walk up music? Are we still on the toe wrestling? Because I'm ready to move on from the toe wrestling, and I just, I mean, my we, bad. Look, you know what? No, bad. no. Listen, I'm going to play the video for you. All right, well, you, you made me mad now. I want to play the video here? I'll play it for you. Look at we, those of you at home. Look at your cameras. Hope you get an ad first. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh no. All right. So there's no audio on the clip, and I just looked at I just looked at a couple more clips, and it's just reporters reporting the same thing that I told you how how it's played. Because apparently you don't want to hear what toe wrestlers have to say in the reports. So if I find if I find a riveting interview over the weekend on uh, toe wrestling, I'll play it for you next week. Cross my heart. Hope to die. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the Me Too movement that we're involved in uh, in the world today. Uh, and I, don't, I know you think to yourself, no, we're not still uh, Me Too movement has moved on. No, it hasn't. It's still out there lingering around. Like when you have uh, someone who's still trying to be relevant in Hollywood, like let's say Saturday Night Live alum Chris Catton, who uh, still trying to be relevant uh, when he's interviewed, uh, says that uh, Lauren Michaels once pressured him to have sex with a director so she would stay attached to the 1990s comedy film A Night at the Roxbury. So when you say to yourself, oh, really? Okay, cool. And then you read the story and it really isn't that. Um, it really isn't that, I mean, he did say that, but the way the story gets told is it's more like, Hey, I don't want her to go anywhere. Uh, why don't you go out with her and be nice to her? So she stays on the movie. I'm not saying you have to her, but it wouldn't hurt. Michaels allegedly said. So then Catton says, well, it didn't happen. And, uh, so it says it didn't happen. All right. Now let's move on. Caton says, well, ultimately we did have consensual sexual encounter on the couch in her office. So that's Lauren Michaels fault. Are you kidding me? We are doomed and, and, and Caton should be sent away for trying to be relevant over that. That is agonizing. I am sorry. That is too much for me to have. Go away. You, I understand that you want to be relevant in Hollywood these days. I get it. I get it that times are tough for you. And nobody really knows. You know, we see your face in a picture and we go, oh yeah, that's him. There's that guy. And so when somebody sees you at the truck stop filling your gas and they go, hey, didn't I? 
That guy looks familiar, man. And you say, oh, yeah, my name is Chris Catton. I used to be on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. So even your Me Too trying to stay alive, relevant, it's not working at all, Chris. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a drink of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar desperately on this Friday. And... Oh, fresh, sizzling cold. Anybody ever call cold sizzling? Uh, Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Oh, my gosh. That is probably at the perfect temperature, too. And I want to say thank you because what's keeping my Coca-Cola Zero Sugar the perfect temperature is my Coca-Cola Zero Sugar little refrigerator that I got as a gift from a listener. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. I use it every day. I love it. It was the perfect gift. Those of you other subscribers to Chewing the Fat, if you want to send gifts, <laughs> I mean, okay, thank you. I'm more than happy to accept them. You can send them to the studios or Mercury Studios here in Irving, Texas. And uh, I'll tell you the address in just a second. Wait, you don't know the address at the top I of your head? I don't know the stupid address of this How place. long have you been it's here? On, it's on Riverside Drive in Irving. It's building one, seven, six. What's the, what's the uh, Jenny Jenny? Uh, seven, six. Jenny Jenny, who can I turn to? Yeah, it's because it's 75309 is the Jenny Jenny number, but our zip code is 75039. So whenever I hear 75039, I think of the Jenny Jenny. Anyway, yeah, 6301, Riverside Drive, Building 1, Irving, Texas, 75039. Chewing the fat, care of Jeff Fisher. Any gifts you want to send? You, know, you don't have to. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to, but, you know, if you want to thank me for the work I'm doing, I'm providing for you every single day. I mean, even even on Sundays, usually, when I don't give you a new podcast, I mean, I'm still working for you. <laughs> Please. So, you know, if you want to send something, that's great. You can email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com and say, hey, hey, Jeffy, love the show, gift on the way. You know, so I have something to look forward to. Even if you didn't send a gift. It's something to look forward to. So I could email you back in about a month going, didn't get a thing. Those postal workers. Anyway, uh, I'm happy to accept gifts. And, and the Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Refrigerator was perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So just remember to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. All that for a subscription to Chewing the Fat at TheBlaze.com. Just Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Subscribe. And then if you're an Apple or iTunes user, you can leave a, uh, make sure you leave a comment and rate and review it. So you can just do it. 20 stars, best podcast ever. It's all good. Other people find the podcast, subscribe, share it with your friends and, uh, let other people know about the show. And I'm looking right at the camera right now. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. One in four parents wake up to check their phones at least once per night. How about you? 61% of parents and 70% of teens check their phones in the half hour before bed. 
in 2011 when phones were still dumb. In 2011, they were were they still dumb in 2011? They were dumbish. But I mean, we weren't using them like we use them now. But we were we were using them in 2011, similar to now, similar. Um, $63 billion in lost productivity annually in the U.S. per, per the America Insomnia Survey. Boy, I, I didn't get an opportunity to dive into the America Insomnia Survey, but maybe I should one night when I can't sleep. <laughs> oh, thank you. So now, I mean, it's, it's so... I find myself, you know, they've always made, told you that it's a bad thing to do. You shouldn't be looking at your phone before you go to bed because it's like a, it's like a jolt of espresso, right? I mean, it's, it wakes you up when you're looking at your phone. Although, it works the opposite for me. If I'm tired, I, I you know, have a, you have some maybe a silly game you play or something. I mean, the phones are so much now that I think that we're 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 not we're not using it like we used to use it. So now you're either. If you're reading something or you're looking for text messages, if you're looking at Twitter or any of your social social accounts, like say at Jeffy JFR, my Twitter account, or Jeff Fisher Radio, which is my Facebook or Instagram account, if you're looking at those, then you're doing something that you're looking for that for that fix, right? But your phones are so much more than that now. Your games and uh, you know music and and whatever that will assist you in sleeping. And they're your alarm clocks. I mean, who has an alarm clock in their house anymore? I mean, I actually, I have one sitting at my nightstand. I haven't used it and I cannot tell you how long. In fact, it is unplugged now. It's still there because I feel like, oh, that's, that's my alarm clock. It's been with me for all this time. I don't want to get rid of it. But I use my phone. I use my phone. You don't have it as a backup phone. or anything? Not anymore. Not anymore because I get up. I mean, now I, I mean. It's been so long since I, I know how to train my body to get up. I know when to get up. I just, I, don't, I really, I hate, I hate so much. And I mean it, I hate it. I don't dislike it. I don't just kind of not like something. I hate being woke up out of my sleep by an alarm. I despise it. Sometimes you have to, if you're overtired and you're using it and you have to get up early, like I get up at you know, like three 30 in the morning and come in and do a pad show. When you're doing the morning show, you're up at three 30. But for years I did the morning show. I may have talked about this before, but for years I did a morning show where it started at 5 a.m. So I was up at two every morning, every day. I did that for a long time and I trained myself to get up. So when I go to bed at night and I would go to bed, you know, I'd come home in the afternoon, take a quick nap with the kid. That's when the kids were real little and they wanted to take naps. Let's go take a nap. You don't get those days back. And uh, then, uh, you know, you get up and you work for a while and you hang out and do whatever you got to do in the evening. And then you're in bed by, you know, eight o'clock. Got to get, you know, you got to get at least six, five, six to five hours of sleep. And uh, if you can't live on five hours of sleep, pfft, not a puss. But uh, <laughs> uh, I trained myself how to lay down in bed and think of what time it is now. And I watch a clock in my head go to the time I want to get up, stop it, and tell, and make, tell my body that's when I want to get up. And then I get up at that time. So you, you're telling me you don't have an alarm at all? It's my inner alarm clock. No, I still have one. I still set one up from my phone. I use my phone as an alarm. Because uh, now I have uh, other issues. 
I, you know, I had a heart event uh, at the first of the year, six months ago. And uh, oh, it's been six months already. Six months without a cigarette. Anyway, the I had this heart event, and uh, it's this medication that they have me on. And so, you know, that throws the whole body clock completely off. I mean, you take this medicine, and <laughs> I mean, you're gone. So, I mean, that kind of throws me off. I need the alarm to get up and get going. But if, when I don't, when I don't have to, I if I have to get up, I, I mean, I still try. Like I hate hearing it so much. I still attempt it, even with the medication and stuff. I mean, I, I despise it. I'd rather just like when I wake up, it's time to get up. If I beat the alarm, oh, thank you, Jesus. I was still in the break room, so we might as well do some sports, right? You hear about Brony James, LeBron James kid? Uh, he finally, uh, his dad said that he could get it on Instagram when he was, uh, I think, uh, 14, right? Uh, heir to the throne, Brony James, Tch, whatever. But it's kind of a cool story because uh, dad said uh, when he was 14 that he could uh, break into social media. So he uh, pops on Instagram, million followers. Less than a day. Brony James. Million followers. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty amazing. Good for him. I mean, he's all, look, it's set up for him, right? I mean, he's living a... I, I don't want to break his heart, but it's not just all because of him. <laughs> uh, you know, he's got dad uh, riding on dad's coattails, but you might as well ride it. Those are the coattails you got, man. Good for you. Uh, more sports. Johnny Manziel in the news again. Why? Well, it's not Johnny that's in the news, really. It's the ex-wife. Uh, they, uh, you know, they've had a big, they were problems here in, uh, Dallas and Fort Worth in the Metroplex. They had big problems. He they had some fight in an apartment and this, he'd been battling the, that still, that case may even still be going on, uh, here, but, uh, she had a big divorce party this last weekend in Miami. <laughs> she loved Johnny so much that, uh, we're having a big divorce party and, uh, in Miami, and I want people to know that I am happy to have him out of my life. I deleted it all. He is uh, gone. Ouch. You ain't lying, ouch. Have a nice freaking day. That's enough sports. So I'm looking at this study from uh, Match.com. You know, who doesn't believe in studies from Match.com? They asked over 5,000 single people, I guess 5,000 people who claimed they were single on Match.com. Don't know if they're actually single or not. Uh, In the U.S., what their biggest dating turnoffs were. And uh, personal hygiene came to the top of the list. Uh, 96% of women and 91% of men seeing it as the most important factor. I would say, I don't know what about... The people who don't see that as the most important factor. I mean, you personal, how you don't want, would, would you like to go out on a date? I mean, there's nothing I enjoy more than B.O. No, thank you. No, I wouldn't say it's the you. most important since you can't possibly know that by seeing a photo. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you're just doing it from uh, swipe right or left or match.com, fill this out and take a look and talk on the phone. It'd be like, that's that guy smells. Need, that's what like, we need. He looks like he has some BO. Yeah, there's some people that you can tell. You can just tell. You it's it's, just it's tell, in the photo. No, that's got some it. hue right that's, next to them. That, <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell. You just know. You just know. No, thanks. No, that, that there smells. Have you ever... <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I almost went down a story I don't want to talk about. Oh, come on. Let's no, do it. No, 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 no. Are you single, Taylor? No, I'm married. Are you really? I'm married. Three years. Does she, she's happy about this? Yeah, she's happy. Right, yeah, good. it was, it oh, was a consensual decision. Oh, congrats. It wasn't, it wasn't scheduled or anything with the. Oh, it wasn't arranged yeah. by parents or, yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. So, <laughs> you have any kids yet or anything? No kids, not oh, not for a little you while. Don't, whatever you do, don't. Just don't. Just don't. I, I'm I'm hearing that a lot more now. Yeah, just don't. I mean, you know, I mean, did, did I say that out loud? No, kids are great. The kids are great, and they're so much fun, and they bring so much joy to your life. There's just nothing like it. There's nothing like it. So, of course, you should. You should have as many, and you should have as many as you can right now when you're young, because there's some people, fools, had children when they you know were older in life so a body odor is a no-no uh they also will go down the list of a uh, makeup that masks your features yeah that's you know the big thick makeup stamped on eyebrows i mean i i know several females uh that uh, actually had like eyebrow surgery you know so they had they had their real eyebrows which i guess they weren't happy ever happy with and were done picking them all the time so they had uh, new eyebrows uh you know stained down almost like a, a tattoo you know a tattoo eyebrow so you said Weird. stamped. I literally thought somebody just got a stamp and just. That's maybe why they put it on. They may have put that on. Like, okay, we're going to knock you out here for just a second. Okay, we're good. Get out. <laughs> it's very possible that's the way they did it. Oh, like a very, purple bruise you around back, each You got to come back once a month. Get the stamp. You know, last time you guys didn't hit the quite right spot, I had my, I had my eyebrow like crooked on my forehead. Oh, I know. Sometimes that happens. You move your head. Just as I'm getting ready to stamp. Sorry. I'll try harder next time. Oh, there you go. That's that's pretty close. Get out. Obvious fake tan on the list. Yeah. I mean, obvious fake tan. Although, I will say that there are several humans that I see on television with tans that have to be fake that are not too bad to look at. Uh, It's just me just me a uh, bold lipstick and sticky lip gloss i don't know if i i don't know if that, that if i agree with that because look how many females we have now that are shooting up their lips uh making them you know big and fat i watched a, I watched a video the other day where they showed this one girl going through the process uh of the the lip fattener i call it lip fattener uh, but she was going through the uh, putting uh, uh, Botox in and the tightening. And uh, no thank you. I mean, I've had needles put in me in every place you can think of. I know. But yes, the answer is yes. Ouch. But I don't want that. I never have. And when you say I, everywhere, I, I should apologize because it's not everywhere. I don't ever remember having uh, shots in my face like that. I mean, they're tightening up around the noses and tight. Maybe you should, fat man, make you, you know, 
Get rid of some of that fat on your face. I know. I'm with you. And, and I'm not a play. If you want to do it, do it. God, God bless you. Just remember what, just remember my theory. When you start doing plastic surgery, three cuts to calm face, you're there. You know that. Okay? That's, that's the theory. It's been proven true. It's fact now. Three cuts to clown face. But I'm questioning. I've got to rethink some of the some of the thoughts because there's so much uh, work being done on humans, on the faces that technically aren't plastic surgery. You know, they're the, they're the skin fillers, the skin fillers and the tighteners and the fat lippers. What do they call that? Okay, lip fillers, fat transfer, lip implants. Oh, so lip implants would be plastic surgery. Um, they can be utilized to transform aging. Dis- uh, yeah, no kidding. And we got what it does. Into smooth, plump, youthful-looking lips. Uh, no. Uh, no, they don't give you uh, youthful, plump-looking lips. Uh, most of the uh, lip fillers uh, do not help. I'm sorry. They just don't. Uh, if you usually go too far, stained teeth on the list. Oh yeah. Big turnoff. Yeah. Big turnoff, big turnoff. 67% of men said they judge someone for their teeth. 81% of women. Yeah. That's a big one. Big one. Uh, makeup at the gym. Uh, you know, I, I usually wear my makeup at the gym because you're getting ready for the day. You don't want to have to put it on after you're done working out. It's such a, you know, you're there working out. You got to go. If if the if if the male or the female is wearing makeup at the gym, they're there for other reasons. All right, they're they, not there to work out. They don't have an intention of showering afterwards. Well, they may have an intention of showering, but afterwards, but it ain't at the gym. <laughs> okay, that's someone else's house. It's back here. Thank you. Hard hair is a problem. That was on the list. Try hard, you know, people uh, trying to make their hair with put product in and try to have their hair all done hard. Yeah, nasty, nasty. I can understand that, but that's probably low on the list because there's plenty of females that are you know do extensions now, and so I don't know that that counts as hard hair. Uh, just a few things that uh, singles are looking out there. Thanks to Match.com. <laughs> Fat Pile Friday on Chewing the Fat, and uh, we've got I've got uh, tremendous, tremendous animal stories today. Uh, we've got uh, Florida banning. I don't know. Did I mention that Florida? I think I did mention that Florida is banning uh, uh, chumming for sharks. So if I want to go to Florida and, and fish for sharks, I can't just throw guts and blood and fish in the water to get the sharks to come up. I mean, how am I supposed to catch sharks? Uh, that's just that's just wrong. They got these impossible baits now that are completely plant-based. I'm completely joking. <laughs> Stop it. I, I, that's a million-dollar idea, though, because the fishermen are going to be looking for something. If we catch one shark with this stuff, we'll sell it. We'll sell it. We'll have a million-dollar idea. There we go. All, I'm in. All we have to do is do get a plant-based chum. So it's not uh, blood and oil and pieces of ground-up fish. So it's plant-based. But we call it. Uh, you know, impossible chum. I like that impossible chum. That's a million dollar idea. You are welcome, America. Yeah, forget the fat shoes. This is even better. Yes, it is. Because, I mean, all we have to do is take it down to Florida, man, and catch one shark. 
we and we are good forever. Every bait shop from here to the the Keys will be hawking impossible chum. Going shark fishing? Use that. You can't throw real fish guts in the water anymore. But I got some of this impossible chum for you. Yes, that's a tremendous idea. Who needs Chris Cruz, man? Seriously, that's a tremendous idea. I freaking love it. So uh, there's also uh, another. Well, this out of Florida too. Most of the stuff, you know, it's funny how these animal stories all come from Florida. But uh, a man was uh, at a golf club and uh, he saw saw an alligator coming right at him, and uh, he, the gator grabbed his leg and started pulling him down into the water. So uh, he just started clubbing the hell out of this gator with his putter. That's what you got to do. You should have done that long before long before that got uh, close to him grabbing you, man. That gator starts coming at you. If you're unable to run away, and gators can run pretty fast. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you don't know about gators, you should go to Gatorland. I've promoted them before on this broadcast. I am a huge Gatorland fan in Kissimmee, Florida. It's right on the uh, Orlando-Kissimmee line. Uh, it is uh, a tremendous place to uh go and have some fun you catch the uh the the jumperoo at gatorland so what they do is they have they have chickens that they tie to a rope and they string the, the rope is across the pond and they just slide the chicken across the pond and the gators you know they go down to the, they use their tail to push themselves out of the water so they jump up thus the name jumperoo and they jump up and grab the chickens off the string it is tremendous and some of the, the Gatorland workers will stand on the edge and hold the chicken up out of the air, you know, and the gator jumps out of the water to get the chicken. I mean, I love it. And they eat hot dogs. I cannot promote Gatorland enough. I want to go there again so bad I haven't been there in so, so long. I told you before, you just go and you buy a bunch of hot dogs. You can buy them from Gatorland, which is, you know, it's up to you. If you want to give Gatorland the money, you go right ahead. But they do charge more than what you could get a giant package of hot dogs from Sam's Club or Walmart and, Go because you're going to want to throw more. You just continue to want to throw more into the into the river. Uh, so fun. Anyway, uh, the guy beats the gator, and that's the story. But pff, more more of the story is go to Gatorland in Texas. A large rat snake discovered hiding in shopping carts. Now, I I mean to tell you now we have to not only worry about germs in the shopping carts. I mean, you go to those stores like the, you know, the super centers, the Walmart super centers, the Sam clubs, the Costco's. I mean, they are, they have got, I mean, when my son was real little, we were, we were driving along beside a Sam's club and they had all the carts rowed up along the side of Sam's club. And we've, we've said this line since he said it, he's just a real little kid, Maximus, who you've heard him do the podcast with me before on uh, talking dead, uh, talking, walking dead. Uh, he, uh, he was driving by and he looked and he was like, Whoa, that's a lot of carts. I mean, that is, it's been the, you go by those stores now. And all I can think of is, Whoa, that's a lot of carts. So that doesn't surprise me that more animals, especially like snakes don't wind up in those carts. And so just keep an eye out, keep an eye out. Cause they had, you know, they called in the specialists. Of course, can't have just a worker walk up there and club the snake in today's world back when i was working at the stores something like that showed up in a shopping cart you just say let me have it and you'd be good with it there you go here's your cart get out of here go shopping i'm right and in texas you should be able to oh there's a snake 
Go ahead, shop it. I'll, I'll sweep it up. You've got to use the cart. I mean, it's just that easy, right? It, it, uh, it should be that easy in any state. But for sure, the great state of Texas. Oh, is that a snake? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and use the cart. Thanks for shopping at Sam's. Uh, really? Some sad news. Some sad animal news, too, as well today. Uh, the last uh, the last male Sumatran rhino in Malaysia died. I know. I know. Look, I know there's other rhinoceroses on the planet. And so this isn't like the last rhino because there's other rhinos on the planet. But this is a particular kind. And, uh, and uh, the last male died. Now, there's more females of this particular kind of Sumatran rhino around. But since there's not a male anymore, I mean... What are you going to get? A raccoon rhino? We can just have the females just identify. One, uh, one identifies as a male and we're good. And we're good to go. And again, uh, I quote I quote the documentary Jurassic Park. Life will find a way. I mean, it will. You, it could happen. It could happen. And you could also end up with, you know, the raccoon rhino. Or is it the rhino raccoon? I don't know. Because we've got, I saw a story out of England that has the raccoon dogs uh, they're they're all over this village, and people are terrorizing this village. They don't know what to do. Now, when I first saw the story, I think, so wow, raccoons and dogs are mating, and now we have these we have this Frankenstein breed of the raccoon dog that are out terrorizing neighborhoods now. And that could happen. I mean, there's raccoons everywhere, right there. I mean, raccoons are mean. So if you start. I mean, actually, the dog might actually make the raccoon. If, if, if there was an actual dog and a raccoon that, that bred, it might calm them down a little because raccoons are mean. But if you get a mean dog and a raccoon, you got a monster on your hands. So I'm thinking that, but actually, it's a raccoon dog. It's not a, a dog. A, you know, a German Shepherd didn't go, hey, <laughs> you with the mask. You back up over here. That didn't happen. It's a dog that kind of looks like a raccoon. So it's just a raccoon dog that's terrorizing this neighborhood. I, if this was Texas, is that a raccoon dog? <laughs> yeah, we got it. No problem. It's not terrorizing this town anymore. No problem. Stop it. What are we? Oh, come here, little doggy. <laughs> we don't have to worry about him anymore. It's fine. Are you serious? We're going to worry about these dogs terrorizing neighborhoods? We don't know what to do. The people are scared and it's going through the trash and they're driving people crazy. Uh, no. Is that the raccoon dog out by the trash? And <laughs> hey, we're good. Neighborhood's good. Go tell your aunt she can take the trash out. I mean, stop it. Well, I don't understand. I really, I really, I don't, I don't, I don't, under, I don't, I don't understand. When it's just that simple. It just doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me is all. <laughs> 